and welcome to another episode of the Tupperware Party Massacre podcast. I'm Zach, and with me, as always, is my wonderful and always right fiance, Jacqueline. Jacqueline, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You feeling right? You feeling you feeling good? <laughs> well, let's just let the users know that this is our third time starting this episode because my lovely fiance mm-hmm. challenged me into my notes, so I had to hey, prove it wrong. We're one for one. We're one for one. I've been right. You've been right. Yeah, but he was very adamant about this, and I was like, "Hold the phone." I, I pulled up the episode and and you literally held the phone with the episode and proved me wrong. I'll proved admit you it. wrong. Proved you wrong. So what episode um, are we talking about? So we are talking about episode 106. Mm. Um, this episode is titled Piggy Piggy, which I, I glanced at you. I was like, do you even know what this episode's called? And we went right in. I was just like, I'm just ready for some AHS. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> So anyways, to get a little background about this episode, uh, we get Constance who asks for violence assistance with tape. Mm-hmm. Ben helps a new patient who this new patient is the awesome Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. Uh, yeah, One of my favorite characters on that show. He's amazing. I, I was so happy when I, I first saw him when I initially saw this episode. But anyways, so Ben helps a new patient who is terrified by the legend of a man who slaughters those who repeat a specific mantra into a mirror, a.k.a. Piggy Piggy. Now, have you ever heard of the whole Piggy Piggy uh, legend? I don't know that that's a real one. I wonder if it's crafted for the show. I don't know. He does reference the Candyman and like your other ones, I think like Bloody Mary and stuff like that, that are similar uh, tropes with mirrors and saying a phrase. I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not one that's typically gullible for stuff like that. However, I'm not going to lock myself in a bathroom anytime soon and do it just in case. For whatever reason, I don't know. It's just a weird. Why? Why tempt it? You know. Why that's, tempt it? That's so funny. I, I hope one day I can just do it to you and scare the shit out of you because and just brush you know, my like, teeth. You- can you just throw me into a, a really rough situation? What? What if I'm brushing my teeth and then you do the piggy piggy thing and now I've got a freaking butcher with a pig mask chasing me through my house? I'm not ready for that. Whoa. I gotta grab Luca. I gotta grab the dog. I mean, obviously, I gotta grab you. I was just trying to brush my teeth and you threw us into this terrible situation. Oh, Lord, no. Just because you're like, well, let's see what happens. Well, first of all, to even get a piggy mask, like, who has the money for that? Clearly, I don't. We're talking about a ghost who freaking is an apparition that appeared in our bathtub because you said words. I I think he can afford a mask at that point. Oh, Lord, Jesus. Yeah, okay. Let me pull one out of my ass for you, Zach. (laughs) But anyways, hey, hey, whatever works. But anyway, so let's get this episode going. Let's Um, do it. So we're going to. We're going to start off this episode with the SWAT team knocking on uh, Constance's house, um, which Constance at the time lived at the actual murder house, uh, which, you know, and you even asked, I was like, do we even know that they live there? And I think we had a brief moment whenever uh, we saw Moira and her ex-husband doing the nasty and, you know, and I just remember that was in the master bedroom. So, yeah, so they had a little brief moment of showing her living in the house before. But anyways... So this starts off in 1994, which I was actually about to say last time makes sense why Tate Landon loved Kurt Cobain because Kurt Cobain was pretty famous in 94 and he actually killed himself in 94. Uh, So the SWAT team asked for Tate Landon uh, and 
it, it flashes back to the school library, which it shows the kids that we actually met, the students, I should say, in the last episode, um, yeah. asking about Tate, you know, demanding Tate to be honest with themselves and whatever. But this, yeah, this actually kind of, you know, it, it, it took you back a little bit. You had a, a few deep breaths because, I mean, first of all, no one likes to see a school shooting, especially with kids. Um, and this honestly well, reminds me of Columbine. I was curious when the episode came out, too, because... Obviously, Columbine is something that is very much in all of our minds. But that was back when, and I hate saying this, school shootings were not as prevalent, right? Mm -hmm. Columbine was meant to be kind of like a, well, we hope this never happens again. Sadly, this is like a every other month occurrence in the United States. Which is unfortunate. Which is extremely unfortunate. And I wonder when this episode came out, if we were starting to enter into this era and this is some kind of a commentary on this too with this whole character. So let me tell you, so this uh, episode came out in 2011 and I believe this was right around the time that Sandy Hook Elementary had its school shooting with the the first graders or the kindergartners uh, being killed. And it was by far at that moment uh, one of the worst school shootings ever to take place. And so I think, and I'm sure school, school shootings were happening all over the world, you know, in between Columbine, which happened in 1999 to now. But the school shooting that happened at Sandy Hook, like that was a, that was a real blow. And so, yes, just out of kind of solidarity and respect for victims of school shootings and mm -hmm. kind of what we're talking about. You know, there's a lot of times where film and TV shows will have a social commentary on what's going on in the world. And in 2011, there were three people killed and 18 injured in school shootings within the United States. And there was at least one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 school shootings in, in the year of 2011 alone. And I think wasn't the big one, though. It was Sandy Hook was the big one, I feel like, because I have. Yeah, I don't know exactly when Sandy Hook happened, but I can tell you that like literally since two, 2009, I mean, it was insane. There was five killed, 14 injured. There was even more school shootings that year. 2010, four killed, seven injured. I, I, basically, what we're getting at is like clearly we had entered into an, an, a very unfortunate time in history. And I can't even say history. We're living in it now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you and I have actually experienced some close calls with our little one, not at his school, but just nearby where there's, you know, a potential threat. It's it's terrifying. Mm -hmm. So I actually see right here uh, not to go way off subject, but Sandy Hook, it actually happened in 2012, but it was still relatively. Still, a close I mean, time. clearly there's enough going on that you could understand why they would write a character like this. Yeah. So but anyway, so we get into the school library and then, you know, there's kids in there, whatever. Uh, and then one of the kids I, I, I wrote down. The description, the long haired boy comes in um, saying, mm. that, oh, my God, something's going on. We need to block ourselves in. And in the meantime, we have a teacher in there and maybe like yeah. four other students. But anyway, so long story short. Uh, and these are clearly the kids that we saw earlier yes. in the past. Episodes. Except for except for the, te the teacher was a new one. But hey, yes, um, it's still very sad. But long story short, uh, we find out that Tate goes in there um, and one by one assassinates them like execution style um and of course there was a brief moment when i was watching the scene um if that jock boy did not get up and did not acknowledge that he was there he, i think him and the cheerleader would have been saved because he was walking away 
He was legit walking yeah. away. And then this motherfucker decides to be all macho and get out, get out. And Tate just blows his ass away with his shoddy. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really, it was a really strong moment. And, you know, with that, this, after that scene, we go back into Tate's room with the SWAT team. And um, before it cuts off to the opening credits, Tate decides to do with his fingers, like uh, the little gun symbol to his head, yeah. like blowing his head off. And what a great opening that, well, not really a great opening, but what a, what a shocking opening that was. And, well, and I commend the showrunner and, you know, the director for that yeah. episode in particular for, you know, it's very easy to just, you know, there's fandom for Tate, the character, right? Yeah. And, and I think that also kind of is a commentary on us in general where there's a lot of, you know, glorifying serial killers and, and mm-hmm. people of that nature. And I think it could have been very easy to sh- shoot it in the direction where Tate's the main character, Tate's the main, you know, point of that, that scene. And mm-hmm. seeing it from the victim's perspective with really not even seeing Tate as Tate, we're just seeing glimpses of him, but not even seeing his face until the very end, mm-hmm. I think really made that scene a lot more it, impactful. It was crazy. But you know what, though? What a great choice for Tate's character. Like, when I initially saw this episode, I didn't think that he was a school shooter. But when it had, like, the flashbacks with that skeleton painting on him walking through the hallways, you just knew that he was definitely the fucking outcast or he was something. But, yeah. what, what Which is, is a gr- big cosplay favorite. Speaking yeah. to what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. But, but what a great storyline for Tate because, you know, he seems like this really nice boy and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'm convinced that the house drove him crazy. Like, I'm, I'm convinced that something just just possessed him to you know become something that he was not but so anyways let's continue on i'm gonna kind of i I wrote down a lot but it's pretty much in the same scene so we're just gonna kind of talk about that um yeah let's do it so we start off with violet she's finally doing her research uh trying to understand what happened because the kids back in the last episode was like you need a you you don't know what happened did you not research did you not do anything like so she starts researching and when that picture of tate pulls up that the shooting suspect is dead like the mm-hmm. look on her face was absolutely priceless and you know she starts to me it looks like she starts having a panic attack i mean why wouldn't you right well, yeah, the the boy that she loves or, you know, it, it, I don't know if they're together, but she finds out that he's dead, you know, that and a school shooter. That's quite the one two punch. Like, how how would you feel? So, yeah. So she starts having a panic attack, you know, screaming for her mom, mom, mom. And then we run into Constance, of course, in her mm. kitchen, smoking a cigarette. And she was just like, oh, so you finally figured out, you know, you finally figured out about tate and you know and then she brings up like you know uh i really had to you know understand my sanity or you know see because i she didn't believe it at first that this house you know had some ghosts and that tate was still technically around yeah um and she was like this house will make you a believer this house will make you a believer um yeah it one of the things i thought that was interesting that came out of that conversation was the fact that she mentions that she doesn't feel that Tate knows yeah. that he's a ghost. You know, I think that's one of those things that's like, I don't know for me. And it may have been a little bit like maybe like a minute after this initial instance with her and Violet, but still it's, it's an interesting concept because we've always assumed that everyone knows that they're, they're dead. 
in yeah. this in this show. And so that's an interesting mm-hmm. lane to kind of fall into where it's like, oh, well, he doesn't know necessarily. Yeah. And even Constance even mentioned that she thinks that this house drove him crazy. But yeah. So what, what you're saying and talking about um, is when we meet a new person, too. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Billy Dean, played by the wonderful Sarah Paulson. And Sarah Paulson is known to be in every single season of American Horror Story. She's fantastic. Um and so she is at Constance's house. Constance brings Violet over to her house because she said that she has someone for her to meet. And yeah. so she's there. And then that's when they do talk about Tate and the fact that, you know, they that oh, it was really Billy Dean who mentioned about the fact that he still displays childlike manners and that he is. Now, who is Billy Dean? Like, what is what's her profession? Oh, yeah. So so Billy Dean she was found on Craigslist. Uh, she happens to be in. <laughs> yeah, I love how they throw out Craigslist. Who uses Craigslist anymore? Especially to find a, a reparable medium. I mean, yeah, she's a medium and she, you know, didn't believe that she was at first until one day she happened to be in the bathroom and she saw um, her cleaning lady in there, butt ass naked. Uh, you know, I guess she was killed by an ice pick. Bloodied. Well, she, she calls her. How would you feel if you saw a bloody Mexican ghost in your bathroom? <laughs> Well, no, what made me laugh was not that line. It was the line after that. As Constance is literally pouring some tea, she goes, well, you know, uh, good help is hard to keep. Oh, my God. Constance and her crazy demeanor. Uh, but yeah, and it was it was it finally made sense. though how she was like, yeah, this is why I want to take to see your father, a.k.a. Ben, mm-hmm. um, to help give him some clarity about everything and hopefully get him to understand that, you know, he's this happened and that he needs to be, you know, freed away from the house. Let his spirit go. Let him join yeah. the other side. So um, so they're pretty much asking for Violet's help, really, to kind of help him understand. No pressure. No pressure. After she just found out that her, the love of her life is a freaking ghost. And, you know, on top of this, trying to get herself to to convince Tate to step over to the other side. And I don't know about you, but I... I was just like Violet. I would have been not just like that, but I would have been how she was being like in such denial. And even Billy tried to really convince her that she's legit a medium by bringing up this old woman. I'm assuming it's her grandmother uh, and her grandmother, you know, saying that I will never understand you or something like that. I think she said they won't understand you. I, I think I, see, yeah, something along the lines of that. I couldn't really quite understand because she was very quiet, but Billy decided to say exactly what the woman said and it really set Violet off and she stormed out. So that was that scene. Uh, and it was definitely, it was definitely something at, at the moment. I'm still like, Holy shit about, uh, Tate being a school shooter. Yeah. Because when I initially saw this episode, I was still in like, Holy shit. <laughs> holy I, you know, it's interesting you say that because I guess for me, it's like, and again, we've touched on this before, you know, we approach each episode much differently than the average viewer who's just watching it to enjoy content. Yeah. Whereas we're we know we're going to talk about it. Um, but yeah, no. So I, I guess for me, it wasn't as much of a surprise. I mean, we're seeing high schoolers. I already know at this point that Tate's a ghost. Like I've already confirmed that on my own accord, mm-hmm. seeing, you know, some high schoolers with their faces blown off. I'm like, yeah, he and he's already had visions of school shootings, seeing ghostly, you know, kids like that. Like I, I knew already those pieces of the puzzle were coming together. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I, I still, I mean, seeing it is different than, you know, thinking it, you know what I mean? Like, well, maybe that's the case. Yeah. I mean, you, you pretty much called it probably by like episode two, you knew that Tate was, was a ghost and, um, but yeah, I'm happy that it finally is out there that he is definitely a ghost. And so we can yep. check that off the list. So now let's move on. We finally see Vivian and it starts off with Vivian having, it seems like bad dreams about the baby and the baby. <laughs> it was funny. You made a comment. She's like, damn, how far along are we in this episode? Like, or like yeah, the universe. She's got a big old baby bump. She has a big old baby bump. And at the time, she sh- should be only like 10 or 12 weeks pregnant mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, you're definitely not showing like that but uh but anyway she wakes up and she decides to hit that panic button again to get that lovely security guard um and so when the security guard gets there you could tell that she's all looking all dapper looking all cute Mm -hmm. Um, and then she out of nowhere just talks about like you know oh my husband left which i i think she should out of nowhere she's trying to set it so that he knows that she's available what you talking about i I think more also you know he's he has every right to know because since he is the security guard of the house he should have every right to know but the husband left but she mentioned that oh he had an affair it's one thing to mention that your husband is no longer living in the house, but she went a, a step ahead and was like, oh, yeah, he had an affair, so he's no longer here. And the security guard actually got comfortable with her and mentioned that his wife had an affair, but with a woman. So we learn a little bit more about him. And of course, as they're, you know, being cute and flirty, we have Ben. Ben shows up. Being the cock block that he is. <laughs> right. Um, and apparently he shows up and we find out he shows up because he still needs to work. He doesn't have the money for an office. So why not just work at the house? What though? I love about this whole scene. Yeah. Is the fact that he just comes in and is like, well, yeah, obviously I'm working in my offices here. Mm-hmm. Like, like he just assumed that that would totally be fine. I mean, like, bro, you just got kicked out of your house. Yeah. For confirming that you're still cheating on your pregnant wife now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you really think that it was that obvious? I mean, it was great. Yeah. It the was argument great. that happened. I, I I don't see how he didn't see that coming. Listen though, uh, props to Vivian. She, when she mentioned you're disappointing as a man, I, I'm not a man, obviously, but if I was one and someone said that to me. Yeah, she chose the right words. That I don't know, but that jabs you a little bit. You're disappointing as a man. And of course she was just like, look like, I think she actually said you're a disappointment as a maid, which for whatever reason, that word choice sounds even more. Yeah, it's disappointing know, or disappointment as a man. Uh, but she laid it firm. You have to leave as soon as your last session is done. I don't want to yep. see you. Uh, the second the second we get divorced, we're done. I don't want to be friends with you. You can still be a, your great father to our kids and all that. But I, fuck off is pretty much what I got from her. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so well, it, I do feel like genuinely um, we know that Vivian's very carefree. She's kind of got that vibe about her when we first meet her. And I do feel like I don't think that Vivian outside of Murder House would probably say that such, like approach that conversation so coldly. I mean, again, this is an extreme moment. You found out your husband's cheating on you, but this isn't the first time. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she would have been as harsh and as cold if she wasn't at Murder House. Like, I do feel like there is a little bit of that, like, growing animosity or that just, like, coldness that's growing in her. Mm-hmm. Maybe literally uh, with a child. But I think just in general being there, I think we've seen people kind of their personalities change. 
the longer that they're staying in that house. Mm-hmm. And before we we end this scene, uh, the security guard actually mentions to Ben about Hayden because the last episode. Hayden so-called got arrested and all that, but she disappeared yeah. at the end. Uh, he he let Ben know that that bitch is gone. She must have jumped out halfway through, and of course the look on his face was great. So um, what I, well, cracks me up about I, what I want to know is was he gonna tell Vivian this because. It was like he wasn't planning on saying it, but oh, well, since you're here, I figured I'd let you know the crazy bitch that almost cut open your wife. Well, you know what, though? He probably was going to, but Ben. Maybe. I don't know. He was a little too preoccupied. Well, Ben decided to come in and cock block. And, you know, it's it's one way, you know, feeling comfortable with the security guard. And I'm sure she feels 100 percent comfortable with him because she keeps. Well, yeah, I'm sure she would like to feel more comfortable with the security guard. Well, you never know. I don't know. I think it's more she just. She likes the company of a different man and she feels safe with this man, especially that he just shows up every time she hits that panic button. He's there. Well, that is his job. That though. is his job. So falling in love um, with strippers. Anyways. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Ben's patient. Well, before we get to Ben's patient, um, we have to acknowledge that Violet starts cutting again. Um, it, we, we understood that Violet started cutting we actually knew that she was cutting since the beginning of the season. But with with everything that's happening now. One, I would argue that we knew she was doing it even before then because she had scars from previous instances. That that, and also uh, Tate was watching her that mm-hmm. one episode. And she's like, if, if you're going to actually do it, you need to go straight down. You don't do it across type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah, we just have to mention again that Violet, I think ever since she discovered that Tate is a ghost, she's she's starting to have uh I don't know if it's panic attacks or she's just now having like visions of Tate just popping in and out, in and out. And I'm almost saying with Tate saying, are you scared now? Just shit like that. But she is, in fact, cutting again. So I just want to throw that out there. So I don't know if it's going to be an important factor down the road. But yes, let's scoot on to uh, Ben's uh, new patient, which is the lovely Eric Stone Street from Modern Family. He plays the character named Derek. Now, tell me about Derek, babe. Well, Derek chose the wrong fucking house to get treated in number one. Okay, <laughs> the guy is genuinely uh, obsessed with all of the kind of like occult and all of the old wives tales, I guess, if you will. The kind of, you know, the kind of stuff that kids tell each other to scare each other. Right. Like right. the stuff you dare your friends to do, like we touched on earlier, where, you know, like, oh, I dare you to say Candyman three times or I dare you to say this three times in the mirror and. He's obsessed with all these things and he decided that, you know, which, by the way, for someone who's that involved in that, like, I don't know if it's because he wants to be interested, but is just scared of it. And so he knows everything about it. Don't you think he would know about Murder House? I mean, they for Christ's sake, they have a fucking tour that ends at Maybe Murder not. House. Maybe not. I mean, you, I, who knows? Because he lives in Los Angeles. It's not like the Harmons I could understand, you know, Ben, Vivian. But like I can understand them not knowing about it because they move there. Right. But he lives there. So you would think that he like I knew about some famous, you know, scary places in Los Angeles. And I'm not into that stuff. But I even I know. Yeah. But did you look it up, though? Did someone tell you and you looked it up type of thing? Or did you watch a documentary? It's just you hear about it. You just hear about it. Well, some people don't know everything. I mean, I've lived here uh, where we live in North Carolina for 
many years and there's things well, you told me about pazuzu and that's guys like right down the street from our house you know well, that's it's like some, see that's something i learned uh from a friend yeah so but it's just word of mouth really so i mean we'll never know but yeah i mean los angeles los angeles is huge though there's so many suburbs there's so many things i mean anything is possible well yeah but yeah. But yeah. So he's getting treated for obviously his concerns about this. He wants to live a normal life and not have to have these things kind of control him and his fears of, you know, he's kind of those superstitious, one of those superstitious people who's not going to do things because he's scared of, you know, don't step on a crack or you break your mom's back kind of people, you know, but with more scary, spooky stories. Yeah. And, and I, I feel bad that he he covers all of his mirrors in his house because he's afraid of the piggy man, which, yeah. which that is the, the title of this is piggy piggy because of the whole thing about the piggy man, which Eric stone street, let me tell you what a jump from modern family to this. Like he definitely is just, it's hard to unsee him though. That's the problem. It's, it's, it's a tough one because he one. has definitely been a little typecast because of that show. But it's, if he wasn't in modern family, I will say that he definitely did a great job with this character oh, yeah. uh because you could see that he he shows that he's anxious you could tell he's scared you could tell all these things by looking at his body language and that could just be because he's a great actor um but yeah so it the whole piggy 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 here piggy 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 it's uh creepy 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 yeah creepy. Well, and they show basically as he's telling the story, what he envisions would happen because that's what's supposed to happen. Right. So what he's telling the story, this man in a pig mask appears in a shower behind the curtain, rips it through, you know, over with his butcher overalls and, you know, slash slash kills, you know, Derek. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that's not what happens because it cuts back to him in the, you know, in the office. But still, you know. Pretty terrifying. I mean, if I saw that dude appear like we touched on earlier, if Jacqueline threw me into that situation, I got this big burly man in a pig face, you know, wearing a pig's head running around after me. That's, that's pretty weird. I don't know about you, but if, if I could say I'll see someone shit themselves, I think I'll see you shit yourself completely. Oh, with for, our, sure. for sure. For sure. I will shit myself, too, because first of all, how do we have this in our house? Second of all, fuck no. Also, so, I'm vulnerable. The, the the scenario we painted earlier, I'm in like my boxers, a T-shirt. Like I'm getting ready for bed. You know, that's not the opportune time to have you, a ghost come after you. You make sure the closet door is closed. You make sure the bathroom door. And I know you're doing it for our puppers. I know you're doing it for the okay. puppers. OK. Yeah. OK. Look, the thing is, I I, <laughs> I have a, a failed podcast. I've yet to get off the ground and I'm not even sure if it's going to. But about ghost stories. And for that reason, like I do believe in stuff like this. Like I grew up in a house that was haunted. Like I've had experiences and, you know, like kids, dogs are susceptible, I think, more to seeing shit like that. Mm -hmm. And our dog routinely, especially when she was a puppy, would bark at that closet. Light on, light off, doesn't matter. She would bark at that closet. And if I went in there, she'd freak the hell out. Um, so, yeah, I don't trust that closet, especially <laughs> when there's like no light on in our bedroom and there's just a dark void staring at me and the dog's looking at the door. Yeah, we're closing that shit. I want to sleep at night. All right. Don't You're even. So funny. Don't even. You're so funny. So anyway, so um, we end that scene with Violet coming in, acting very spooked, very. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's my fault. I'm assuming it's, she's saying it's my fault for the divorce happening or them being separate. I have no idea. So, but that happened. 
Anywho, let's get back to Vivian. Anywho, let's get back to Vivian because Vivian's my fave. I love Vivian. Vivian calls the hospital. And I don't I don't know if you remember, but I believe it was Halloween part one. Uh, they ended up going to the hospital because, yeah, because she was having pain. Oh, I remember. Because I'm like, this is a demon baby. And they all but confirmed it. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. So she she called the hospital asking about the nurse who was doing the ultrasound. Uh, who fainted after she just took a glimpse of whatever she saw. Um, and the hospital said that she quit. Uh, so in the meantime, well, after she's giving this call, Constance comes in uh, and gives Vivian uh, a gift. She gives her raw pork to help with her morning sickness, uh, in which Constance... Yeah, with also like a pancreas as well. And it's a mixed bag of organs. Yeah. She gives her a lot. But Constance, you know, says that this will give her all the vitamins that she needs to help with the pregnancy. And she tells Moira that, can you cook it the way that you cooked it for me with all the butter? Just whatever. Yeah. And she also <laughs> thanks uh, Vivian as well for Violet and how sweet she's been since, you know, Addie passed. Yeah. Because obviously Vivian initially was like, oh, I meant to call you kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Because Vivian's much more in a neighbor relationship where it's just like, oh, if I see you, I'll say, hey, but we're not friends. Yeah. And this was actually probably the first interaction I think that I've had that I've seen with them where they actually seemed not you know, uh, against each other, you know, like I actually like she was still trying to hurry her out the door to a degree because, again, it's not like she wants to hang out with her, but they were a lot more civil, I think, than in the past. Yeah, of course. So. Uh, so, yeah, so Moira goes ahead and starts cooking the food. And oh, my God, you're like, man, I'll eat that. Yo, man, real I'll talk, that, that shit did not look appetizing <laughs> when I saw it at first. Well, you, you fry that shit up with some butter, you know, I mean, I try it. I mean, I try everything once at least, right? <laughs> And I'm not one to try things from Constance because lest we forget about the cupcakes you tried to poison Violet right. with. Right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I might chance it for that because that should actually what, look though, pretty tasty. If, if Moira's cooking it, you know Moira's all about Vivian. She is Team Vivian to yeah. the core. Uh, but the thing the same about, you know, Team Vivian, fucking Moira, she was like, I, I don't want to be rude. And if, if can I be able to say something? This might she, sound out of ten. This might sound out of ten, but she pretty much just says, Ben, Ben cheating on you is like as if he murdered you type of thing and that Ben will cheat again. Uh, and oh, the, she knows. And the look on Vivian's face was just like, she turned from being so happy to being like, Oh fuck. Why is she bringing this up? So but, just fry up my goddamn pork organs and get the hell out of my kitchen. So anyway, so, you know, she eats her food and Mara's like, Oh, we also have the pancreas on the counter, but I left it uncooked because having it uncooked and eating it raw is the best thing for you. So and the baby, they keep saying mm-hmm. and the baby. And at the end of that scene, oh my god, you you get a glimpse of Vivian looking at the pancreas, smelling it. You could tell she looks utterly, you know, curious about this pancreas. We go back to Ben, and Ben's in the in his bathroom, like in now. The, this is a point that I want to bring up yes. actually because you know you mentioned earlier about like you know Constance used to live here. Yes. I, I had that inkling. But the thing about this house in particular is the lower levels feel very warm, very a lot of wood features, a lot of dark, you know, paint, paint on the wall kind of thing. Right. And with the upstairs, it's very white and modern feeling. And it's not except for maybe the glass on the like the windows or the glass treatments mm-hmm. um, that you see, like in the hallways that kind of indicate that you're there. So I didn't even realize that they were at their his house. Yeah, I, I realized that we were in the house because I remember what the bathroom looked like. But also, uh, we'll, we'll get to the other reason why that the second I knew 
that this happened, that we were in uh, the upstairs bathroom. But Ben, you know, he he's trying to help him get over his fear of his picky picky issue with the pig man. Uh, so he decides yeah. to go into the bathroom, say it, would turn the lights off and shut the door. <laughs> yeah, so, he wants him to do it. And I got to be honest with you. You heard me like audibly laughing because in my mind, I'm like, dude, number one, this is ghost house. Like we know ghosts are here. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah. You know, there's weird shit happening. You may not be you may not fully uh, like you may be in denial about ghosts, you know, but he's experienced some weird shit here. Mm-hmm. This is not the house to be playing these games, okay? And like this, and I'm like, and also like, what if this guy appears? I mean, like, then what? Your patient just got right. murdered in your bathroom. I mean, Ugh. and then also you might get like you've really again putting yourself in a really tough spot here. But you know, you have to also think. I think Ben is still in denial that the house is in fact haunted. Oh, well, yeah. So, and plus, this is where he works. So, of course, you know, he's gonna go where he can. But anyway, so. <laughs> Oh, my God. So he does this piggy piggy thing. And then, of course, the shower corn opens up because he he heard something in there. So he opens it up. And little behold, there's Gladys. Gladys, who is one of the nurses that was killed. And I think in episode three or four. All bloodied. All bloodied. And oh, my God. Poor Derek. Like I said, not the house for you, Derek. Derek. And also, he said piggy pig pig. And Gladys took offense to that. Like clearly, well, clearly Uh, she just because she popped up and scared the shit out. So, anyway, so we get back to Vivian, uh, and this was actually a really quick scene. But Vivian is at her OBGYN to get some of her uh, genetic testing done. Yeah, me having a child already, I never once had this shit done. I don't know if it's because she's because she's obviously clearly a little bit older, so she's having. I don't know if it's like a geriatric. Yeah, it, it makes sense for someone who's past thirty five for that to happen. Hell, fucking no! Even from past thirty five, I would never do that. They stick a needle into your stomach, into uh, the amniotic fluid to get some tests to see if there's any inkling of having Down syndrome, spinal bifida, all sorts of different things. Uh, so of course they show that obviously if they're showing that who knows what's going to happen in the later episodes where you find out mm-hmm. um, like turns out it's a demon you know so <laughs> we, we didn't have tests for this back in the day but uh now we've got new so, tests apologize if you hear the puppers in the background she's clearly having a moment it's fine. <laughs> uh so but yeah we have that so i'm curious and see what's what, what goes on with that if there's any testing that comes back if there's any issues uh, so then we go back to Violet. Violet's hanging out with that cocaine chick again uh, in this weird, cool looking abandoned pool that turned yeah, into a little like skate park. It's like the only place she seems to be hanging out these days. Like yeah. ever since the incident, that's where we see her hanging out. Yeah. So pretty much they're just, you know, Violet goes and she apologizes for anything that's happened again. Uh, and so they talk about the whole them seeing the devil and whatnot. And uh, the cocaine chick mentions that she only gets about four hours of sleep if that and it's because she has sleeping pills. Uh, well, and clearly she's like fucking reading heavily into Revelations and all the. I gotta tell you, man, popular girl makes the Bible seem metal AF, man. I, I mean, I was like, yeah. damn, I read my Bible. Yeah, good luck with that. Catch me reading that. <laughs> Dude, talking about seven headed dragons getting thrown from heaven. It's and like, like, which like, Bible was she reading? Damn. <sighs> I mean, there's a lot of weird shit in the Bible. Real talk, though. So especially once you get in the revelations. So. Yeah. Uh, so but Violet uh, asks if she could have some sleeping pills, because clearly I guess she's not sleeping well, too. Um, and in the midst of all that, we see Violet. She ends up going to the library where the school shooting, one of the. the Which is weird because I never put like, I guess it makes sense. 
But like in my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, she goes to the same school that Tate like yeah. shot up. Yeah, so, yeah. Which is, I think, even more crazy to me that she doesn't know about it, because I feel like if you went to Columbine, there would be some kind of a memorial for the students that, you know, were shot at the school, you would think. But, but, right? but they're not going to acknowledge about Tate, the shooter. Yeah. But the fact that she didn't know about like she would have recognized their faces, you would think, right, that there was a school shooting there. I mean, she's into some pretty dark shit as we see her in the beginning of the, the show. But to understand what you're saying about the faces, they only had a plaque with names. They didn't have any faces. It was only okay, names. Well, fair so, enough. Fair so enough. she's not going to remember anything. Um, but anyway, so Violet goes to the library where one of the areas of the school shooting happened. Obviously, there was more kids that were killed. But we're going to focus on the scene where they were talking about the, with the main kids. Um, and it turns out that the librarian who was there who got shot in the episode, uh, I mean, not the episode, but the scene where the cold open, yeah. the opening, we see that the librarian gets shot through the door uh, because they're, they're trying to hold the door. Man, open. I called that shit, too. The second I'm like, oh, he got shoot through that door, man. Yeah. Bulls don't care. Um, and so <laughs> the librarian, poor the librarian, he he pretty much mentions that, you know, we get a handful of full of you weirdos all the time coming in asking about what happened um yeah. and you know violet's trying to be polite but she ends up why are you bullshitting me bro she says this to a man in an electric wheelchair due to his injuries sustained from the shooting that she's trying to get yeah. answers for i'm like damn girl like let's dial it back let's dial it back and boy did he hit that shit into reverse he he but he turned around <laughs> they see me roll and roll the fucking round oh yeah he's like i'm gonna um, set you in place but, but he he did set her in a place he's like you know what if it was an inch to the right it would have missed my spine and i would have stopped the shooter but if it was an inch higher it would have killed me so please shut the fuck up um basically but yeah. yeah so but she did ask about tate if she if he knew tate um and he pretty much was just like you know he was just a quiet kid uh he always checked out bird books and whatnot so that was pretty much it she was just trying to get more of an understanding of what's going on and she mentioned that she lived next door to tate's mom yeah uh, maybe that's why he opened up a little bit and talked about tate um but speaking about well, yeah i think because it wasn't like your traditional right it's like well dude i kind of live next to his mom yeah so kind of curious well speaking right? about tate's mom so constance comes back to uh vivian's house she drops off um another uh delicacy another delicacy <laughs> to uh vivian and uh more was like you need to eat it raw first of all we don't even know what it is yet but she was like you need to eat it raw um it's it's going to be so healthy for you. Uh, the funny thing is more, was just like, you know, I heard that this is eating raw is the new, new thing nowadays. And, uh, but anyway, so she, uh, Vivian opens up and it turns out to be a fucking brain. I don't know a brain of what a horse, a lamb, a sheep, whatever the fuck, whatever it was, it came from an organic farm. Cause she was yeah. important to mention that she, she made sure she mentioned that it came from an organic farm, but let me tell you, it, it, Vivian went straight into it, and she ate. Yeah, she tried it, and she ate the and she ate the fuck out of it. She and she didn't like that she liked it afterwards, did she? She she definitely questioned. She questioned herself a little bit. I I'm really I think it's really interesting because this is this episode we keep going back and forth with um, Derek, the guy who's scared of the pig butcher ghost, right? Yes. Um, and I think it's really interesting that like throughout this entire episode we get all these weird cuts of meat and organs throughout too i mean this is yeah. the episode we're talking about a butcher and throughout the episode she's getting weird pieces of meat delivered to her throughout the entire episode i thought it was kind of an interesting underlying kind of through point and she's yeah. loving it so um so after she downs that that brain 
we see Violet come in a little bit later. And, and she's... Yes, the dog even said, Violet came back in. And, oh, yeah, I didn't even hear him, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you heard the bark. Uh, but she came inside and she saw a shadow. And of course, she mm-hmm. merely thought it was Tate. So she goes downstairs and boy, does she get a nice little little treat. She saw him. It was like the Halloween Horror Nights episode of oh, AHS where everyone's God. like all the scare actors are out to play. Jesus Christ. She, they, they all came out to show that, you know what? <laughs> we see you, bitch. We know we're here. With all their little taglines, too. Even the doctor's like, did my did my wife give you the stuff? Are you here for a procedure? And uh, yeah, it's like literally all their oh, like little taglines. It was it was great. And poor, poor Violet, because she she definitely got freaked the fuck out. She went upstairs and decides to take a shit ton of sleeping pills. All the, I, I first of all, I didn't even realize that uh, the cocaine chick gave her pretty much all this. I would assume she gave me like three or four of them, but gave her the whole bottle. And so she decided to take the whole I, before bottle. we before we before we jump towards that i i do want to I, I wrote down and i thought because it was funny i'm like man violent went full Haley joel osmond in, in in the basement for oh, real it's like God. i see all the dead people for sure uh anyways but yeah so she tries to end it all well i don't think she i don't think she tries to I end think, it all dude come I think on she, just, she took like 20 freaking sleeping pills no one does that and thinks they're gonna live i personally think that she just took it just to Put yourself no, out to I go to bed. I'll bite you tooth and nail on this because go. What happens next? <laughs> what happens next is that we see Tate dragging her sweet, cute little body down the hallway with him screaming, "Ah, you're not gonna die on yeah, don't, me! Don't die on me! Don't do this! Don't to die me. on me!" Throws her into the shower. I'm sure she, he put on a cold shower. Tries to make her throw up all the pills, and she kind of is like sees where she has a little bit, starts crying. Clearly, she, she realizes that I don't know. She fucked up. Um, but so this is what I yeah. So when you watch that scene, and the listeners to the podcast, if you've seen this recently or you're watching it and you're coming back here, mm-hmm. I see that as, dude, I just want this to end. My life is so fucked. My parents are fucked. This ghost situation is messed up. Everything's messed up. The guy that I I love, I think I might love, is also a ghost. This is all terrible. I can't deal with this anymore. I'm going to off myself. Then she offs herself. Then she wakes up in the tub with her ghost boyfriend trying to save her. It's like, dude, I can't even escape these ghosts because the ghost boyfriend who I don't even necessarily know if I want to see is saving my ass right now. When you look at her face, that's a face of like, dude, I'm trying to off myself. I'm like both happy that he saved me and I'm seeing him and there's this moment. But I'm also like absolutely deeply just depressed and like don't know what to do in this situation because what am, that's how i see I that i think she just honestly accidentally overdosed on some sleeping meds you do not take 20 sleeping pills and think you're gonna do no way what would you if i took do? 20 sleeping i would never take 20 sleeping pills what would you do if all this is happening and you're freaked the fuck out and she just put me, i might put me take some- an extra one I'm not going to take an entire bottle of sleeping pills. I think that she got overly scared and she decided to do that. And when she woke up in that shower, that was a face of I'm scared and holy shit. Like, where am I at? Like, she's confused on where she's at because Mm. she's obviously was forced thrown being throwing up because of her demon boyfriend. So, I mean, I don't know. 
But anyway, so we're putting up a poll. You agree with me. You agree with Jacqueline. It's going up in the episode. Yeah. So anyways, did she trying to kill herself or was she trying to take a long, a long I think nap? She was just, I think she was trying to take the nap that you don't wake up from. But, you know, I don't know. know. We'll see. But anyway, so we're going to and we're going to go back to Derek. So this is a new session. Derek mentions that he met a girl and that he's worried because of his anxieties, you know, crazy and that she might think that he's weird because he has all of his mirrors covered up in his yeah. house. And, you know, Ben pretty much just says it straightforward that you need a girl pair. Get get over yourself. I think a little more aggressively, too, because at the time he's seeing his wife talking to the security guard through the office door. Uh, while he's talking to him. So I think he was a little more amped up probably than he meant to be. But he definitely got through to him, though. Of course. But, you know, pretty much to say pretty much what I got from that conversation, you know, trying trying to be the uh, psychiatrist that he is. But it, it seemed like he was just grow a pair, you know, yeah. get over it. Just do it. you got a fucking awesome new chick that you're talking to. You got this. Um, mm-hmm. So in the meantime, uh, we we get to a scene with Vivian, who she meets up with that nurse, that nurse that fainted after she saw whatever she saw on the screen. Uh, And clearly she saw something because they're at a fucking church. And whenever they were about to sit in the pew, she's like, that's close enough. Don't get close. Yeah. And she goes, why? I didn't realize the church like, well, it's the only place I feel safe. The only place I feel safe. And, you know, Vivian, of course, she doesn't know what's going on. She just she just wanted to know, because, I mean, how would you feel if you went and this person was looking at a screen and then she faints after she saw what she saw? I don't think I would have waited this long to figure out what the hell she saw. I guess so. But anyway, so she Vivian asked, what did she see? And then she was like, well, I, I, I see the hoofs. I saw the hoofs. And I saw them hooves. I know what that is. That's a diamond. Baby. Yeah, pretty much pretty much just saying that she saw the devil is is what I'm understanding. Yeah. Uh, and so Vivian's like, dude, you're fucking crazy. Pretty much is what she said. And and then the the nurse just started talking all biblical to her. And Vivian's like, I can't deal with this. And she left. So that was that scene. Now, this scene coming up, we go back to Derek and clearly we are at Derek's house and, you know, he turned off the light. He's in the bathroom. He turns off the light and he's definitely trying to conquer his fear. And he does here, piggy, piggy, pig. Nothing happens. So he does it again. With a lot of confidence the second time. He's like, I am crazy. Nothing's going to happen. You can see that his confidence boosted up and he's like, here, piggy, pig, pig. And nothing happens. And he does it again. And then all of a sudden after he does that. Someone opens up his bathroom curtains. He's like, who are you calling a pig? And pops his, kills him. Wow, that's the cutest little bullet sound I've ever heard in my life. Bang. Uh, Fucking shoots him in his head. And the the guy that he was with comes into the room. He's like, what are you doing? This is supposed to be a robbery. Now it's a murder scene. Well, this guy called me a pig. Oh, man. I, you know, it's funny because I jokingly, when we saw Gladys, I'm like, you know, he said pig and she took offense to that. And yeah. then he said pig again and the robber took offense to that and killed him. Oh, so. my God. I mean, you called it along. You you called it like he that he was going to get murdered and all that. But we didn't know how he was going to get murdered. Yeah. Still, still somewhat in relation to it, though. Had he not said it? It's so fucked up because here's this guy. He's really building his confidence. You know, he's in the comfort of his own home. Who would have thought that? At that moment in his life, he was just at the wrong place at the wrong time that his house was getting robbed. And I'm assuming they heard him come in. So the one guy hidden in the shower. Oh, yeah. That's why they got hit. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel so bad. So poor Derek. And I'm assuming that is the last time we're going to see good old Derek because Derek did not get killed in the house. So therefore, we probably won't see any more of Derek. Yeah. So let's let's 
keep on going with this episode. We're getting close to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. We meet up with Billy again. Billy, who we mentioned, is played by Sarah Paulson. She is the medium that uh, I guess it becomes really good friends with Constance. Um, and this time, Constance wants to talk to Addie, which we all know Addie yeah. passed away at Halloween Part One, uh, getting hit by a car. Um, and and Constance, you know, clearly you can see she's still upset by her death, which is crazy because I feel like Constance was such a bitch to her, you know, saying that she's not a pretty girl and, you know, threw her in a closet full of mirrors. Look at yourself and blah, 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 blah. Um, so anyway, so we clearly see that uh, that she starts talking to Addie through Billy. And it was definitely one of the most emotional scenes out of this whole episode. Um but clearly because of the fact that she Constance was pretty much just talking about like, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, I Proud you know, of what you overcame. And- yeah. You know, I love you and, and that you're, you're, you've, you're such a pretty girl and you will always be a pretty girl just along the lines of that. And you can see Billy's, you know, tear coming down. I mean, it, I mean, it was a really touching thing. I look back at you and I could see that you're clearly, you're, you know, getting emotional over this. I'm not that emotional. I was in this scene. You're in the scene, but you could, I could tell you were. <laughs> God, you act like I had a box of Kleenex. It's like, you want something? <laughs> but anyway, so, uh, Billy, who Addie's talking through Billy, um, Addie mentions that, you know, she's okay. And that she knows that she is a pretty girl and that she knows that her mother cares for her. And she also mentions that she is grateful that, that she didn't get, to that her body wasn't brought over to the lawn because she knows the truth about Tate and that she's afraid of Tate. Um, Which does put the kibosh on my thinking that that was her hands in that episode underneath the bed. But at the time, she wasn't dead yet, though. So. If that's. Yeah, she was. This was Halloween part two. This is after she got murdered, remember? Oh, but but the thing is, though, is that her body, but she wasn't there like her body's not there. She's she's passed on. She's on the I, other That's life. what I'm saying is it puts the kibosh in the fact that clearly that's not oh, her underneath the bed is I what I'm saying. I misunderstood you. My bad. It's all good. My bad. See, I see. I, I say when I'm wrong. I understand. Uh, so anyway, so we uh, finally get closer to the end. Um, we, we see from the beginning with the SWAT team coming in, um, we see the aftermath of what happened and we see again Tate putting his his fingers up yep. to his head doing the whole gun type of look and um after all that he tries to reach for a gun and the SWAT team put his yep, ass death down by cop. fucking destroys his ass and I feel bad for Constance you they they clip over to Constance and Constance is crying and you know clearly she knows that her son's dead now because she heard the gunshots and you know she's outside of the room and it, it was really sad scene i can only imagine how she must be feeling especially that she mentioned multiple times uh especially to Violet when they were talking about tate is that he was such a good boy like he was great yeah. he was awesome um i will say this i've always been very harsh with constance i love her quips yeah you know despite me not liking her i was always appreciative of her ridiculous savageness yeah. you know like i can appreciate it however i will say after this episode I genuinely can see a lot more where she's coming from. And I actually genuinely feel like she's such a tragic character to have endured so much with of the course. cheating husband, with the death of her daughter and her son or the death of her son. Very violent death because of what he did. She has more kids, too. Yeah, she had more kids. And then also, you know, with uh, Addie more recently, it's it's a lot, man. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, the crazy part, too, is like before the scene cuts out, uh, the cop, after he takes a shot, they ask him, why did you do it? And before he could even answer it, he, he dies. Um, and so after that, the last scene of this whole episode, we go back to Violet um, and Violet's looking at the bird book, which clearly it has a. Uh, the last checked out was by Tate because you can see Tate Landon um, signed out yeah. by him and she's looking at the bird book and Tate finally appears and he's like, oh, I, I, I like birds too. And she was just like, why, why do you like them? And he mentions that, well, birds can fly away, you know, from pretty much anything. And, and, and you know, Tate finally is getting the, the hint that something's not right because Tate mentions to Violet that something has changed towards her, towards him and that she's just giving him pretty much like the cold shoulder and that he doesn't understand why. And, you know, and he, he blatantly tells her that she loves him or he loves her, I should say. Yeah. Um, and not on the chalkboard. And um, and he mentioned like, look, like if you don't want me around you, just let me know. I will leave because your feelings, I care more about your feelings than my own feelings. And um, and then it comes to. But he also says, I would literally do anything to keep you safe. And I've never felt like that about anyone. Yeah. And so uh, Violet tells him to come on over and they lay in bed together. And the last thing we hear is that Tate's like, I'm tired. And she's like, I'm tired, too. And that cuts it to the end of the, the episode. Um, I, You know what's really crazy is if only Tate met violet in his lifetime before the whole shooting happened um and i know that i feel like the house is definitely playing a toll on him but i feel like you know maybe maybe if he met violet during his lifetime this probably wouldn't have happened i don't know because clearly he's so in love with her so infatuated with her and it's just it's really sad but anyways babe you know, i'm curious too so yes this is the end of the episode yeah correct um that's how we end it but i'm curious staying in this scene for a moment he's such a big actor now mm -hmm. and he and he's such a big role to play in the ahs stories because he's in multiple seasons right that it makes because i know that i don't get the luxury as a first time viewer when the show first came out not knowing these things mm -hmm. um it does influence my you know decision making and i think that is the reason why i'm right a lot of times too because it does make things a little more predictable but you know when he's like i'm tired i will say initially i'm like ooh, i wonder if, if her accepting him for who he is and what he's done is enough for him to cross over Oh, you know, and him saying I'm tired. I wonder if like she wakes up and he's not there. That could happen either way. But I, I, I do wonder if maybe this was enough for him, you know, to have to confront those feelings. I don't know. I don't know. We will see. But babe, but we're only on episode six. So that makes me feel like, well, I feel like there's probably going to still be more of him. But yeah. So how did how did you feel about this episode overall? How did you like it? Well, it's a weird one because I don't know if American Horror Story did a hiatus or not. A lot of shows do like a mid season finale kind of thing. And so it's kind of weird because like I've touched on before, I feel like Halloween part one and two could have easily led up to being the season finale or the mid season finale. Mm -hmm. Whereas instead, this would be theoretically that episode because this is episode six of 12. And it was a it was kind of a lackluster episode. Like, it's not like I didn't enjoy it. Like, I, I definitely, you know, it's a puzzle piece solving episode, right? Like all the things that maybe your theory theorizing you know, all that stuff is coming true now. Like you're getting the answers that you have for some of the questions. Yes. 
So it definitely serves a purpose. Um, and like I said, there's some great moments in it. Um, I don't know. I think I think it did a lot. I think if nothing else, it really made me connect more with Constance uh, for sure. Um, you know, and Tate is just he's an interesting character. You know, it's like, well, how can we make a, a school shooter someone that we care for? Right. Like that's of that's course. a tall order for any writing, you know, room. So, yeah. But I'm still enjoying the show. And again, the second we started the episode, I'm like, well, some other stuff. But realistically, like when we're getting ready to like, oh, OK, we're because we're streaming and, you know, I'm like, I guess, you know, we'll do this episode. And I was kind of, you know, again, like, eh, all right, fine. And then the second the episode starts, you know, it's like, all right, we're, we're I'm back in it immediately. Like, you know, it's one of those shows that just I'm like this with every television show, though. It's, it's not that I don't like TV. It's just like getting my attention for like, you know, a long time is hard. And the second this episode started, I'm like, all right, well, we're in it. Let's yeah. do it. Well, you know, there's still a lot more that's going to happen. Oh, I and know. I am looking forward because now I feel like shit's really about to hit the fan. These next, these last well, six clearly episodes. The basement is just go central. Jesus Christ. I mean, it's never been that active before. Yeah. And we now know that clearly Violet is touched, you know, or gifted, if you will, in the sense that she's a little bit more sensitive to the ghosts than I think I, I, the other people are. I don't I don't know if she's sensitive. I think it's because she's knowing. She knows that things are that Tate's a True. ghost and that and so now that she knows that Tate's a ghost, there's obviously there's more in there. And so I think that the ghosts are now getting acceptable to her. And also I feel like ghosts they feed off of fearful and they fear. Well you're putting yourself sadness. in a certain headspace, right? That makes exactly. you vulnerable to that. So, but yeah, I'm I'm happy that we finally got done with episode six, Piggy Piggy. Um, definitely was a, it was definitely a, I feel like a, an emotional one because of all of the very touchy subjects in it. But I'm looking forward to the the last six episodes because things, like I said, are about to hit the fan. And um, yeah, I'm happy you you, you semi enjoyed this episode. So well, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I still really like the show for yeah, sure. So yeah, so awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tupperware Party Massacre podcast. If you would like to show your support, you can leave a review and or a like wherever you listen to the show. Another way you can show your support is by sharing this episode or the first episode or any episode with your friends, family, people you think might like the show, uh, fans of American Horror Story that might get a kick out of us. In the meantime, you guys have been awesome. I've been Zach. I've been joined by Jack. And you guys have a great week. Bye. Bye.